1: This episode is sponsored by The Art of Pinning, a self-paced Pinterest class for wedding and lifestyle photographers. If you are having a hard time driving traffic into your website or SEO is overwhelming you or the people that are visiting your website are not the kind of visitors, AKA they're not converting into clients, then this class is for you. You can find more information at www.thetalkrepublic.com forward slash Pinterest or just follow the link in the notes. Now, enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Talk with Public. I'm Carolina Gosec, your host, and today we have a great guest all the way from... I don't know where you're located, Nathan. What are you located?
2: In In the greater Philadelphia area.
1: Greater Philadelphia area. Nathan Dash, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing very well. How are you?
1: I am fantastic. Thank you. You were telling me that your weekend was busy.
2: It was I had a couple of weddings um, Friday and Saturday, and then had some family time yesterday.
1: And today, back in the office.
2: Today is back in the office. I love Mondays. Mondays are my favorite day of the week.
1: Awesome. So, Nate, what about you? Introduce yourself and you tell us what do you do.
2: Sure. Uh, my name is Nathan Desh. I've been a wedding photographer for 15 years. Um, primarily doing, uh, 30, 40, 50 weddings a year for most of that time. Um, several years ago, I launched a platform called shoot with me. It is a hiring platform for photographers. It makes it really easy for photographers to find and hire the help they need for their jobs. It also makes it really easy for people who have gaps in their schedule to fill those gaps.
1: I love this. And what can, I mean, you okay let's narrow this down because you say for photographers to find the help they need what kind of help can we find in shoot with me
2: yeah so when photographers need to hire assistants second shooters or lead photographers for their job um, they can log on to shoot with me they can easily create a job see who is available see who is local Um, make sure they align with their job needs. And then whoever is a good fit, they can offer those people the job directly. So instead of people uh, needing to post on Facebook or reach out to friends and then wait to hear back, they can create the job that the talent uh, put the people that are a good fit in their job queue. And then the platform reaches out to Uh, those individuals one at a time, and they can accept or decline the job. So people that want to get hired, they no longer need to to constantly monitor those Facebook groups to, to comment on jobs and say, "Ooh, pick me, pick me. They can just sit back, get to work, and they get booking requests coming to them directly.
1: I see. So I'm assuming you created this out of a need was Absolutely,
2: yeah. I I was tired of the process of finding and hiring help for my own jobs, mm-hmm. and I was seeing constantly in most of the photography groups, whether they were local groups, national groups, what specialized groups, it didn't matter. Most of the the posts were, "Hey, I need a second shooter for this job. Here are the details," and. There were other people that were like, hey, I'm getting into the industry. How do I get jobs? How do I get hired? Other people that are very experienced, have been shooting for a long time. They might have a down year. They don't necessarily want to go into those Facebook groups and say, um, hey, I'm having a light year. I'm happy to second shoot or lead shoot for other photographers. Uh, so I saw both sides needing a, a better way to handle the the human relations side of things, the human resources side of things in our industry. Uh, and I modeled the platform a lot off of how Airbnb works, where when somebody wants to go travel uh, to a city or a location, uh, they're able to put in all the details, the date, mm-hmm. the location, their their price range, if they want to, they can put in the, the review rating that they want the uh, you know, the different options to have, etc. they can filter by a lot of different things. Um, but same way on, on shoot with me, photographers can filter by location, by the date, um, uh, by the camera ecosystem that the person is in, by certain skill sets. So if I want somebody that is uh, capable with off-camera lighting, I can do that. If I want somebody that's really great with natural light, I can find somebody that aligns with that. Um, But then once I see all the search results, I can go through everybody's profile and see who uh, matches my style. I can see who Um, you know, looks like they have the experience that I'm looking for for the job. Some photographers are looking for people that are not very experienced. They're looking to hire more of a a budget-based second shooter for a job, somebody in the, you know, $25, $35 an hour range. Mm -hmm. Whereas other photographers are looking for somebody that's very experienced and they're willing to pay for it. Uh, Part of the problem that I was seeing was a lot of studios, a lot of photographers would go into these Facebook groups and they would they would put the price of what they were looking to pay per hour in the description so what ends up happening is people that are are more skilled for that job are not going to accept that job they're not going to put mm-hmm. their name in the hat because oh they don't want to make 50 dollars an hour they're worth 75 an hour or whatever that whatever they think they are um, and then people that are not as experienced are are not going to be worth that 50 dollars an hour so they might put their hand their uh their you know name in the hat if you will Mm-hmm. But their skill set doesn't justify that $50 an hour price point. So, part of the goal was to have alignment between what somebody is charging and the value they're delivering. Um, so Shoot With Me makes that possible. If I go on and I create a profile, I can say, okay, based on my 15 years of experience and you know hundreds and hundreds of weddings, et cetera, my portfolio, the whole deal, I can justify the price point that I want to charge. Whereas somebody that's just getting started, they can have an appropriate price point and be an attractive option to people that are looking to hire.
1: So if somebody creates, let's say a photographer, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming there is two different types of accounts that could happen at shoot with me and explain to me because so far I haven't used it yet, but I'm super excited about the opportunity. Um, I'm assuming that as a photographer that is looking for a lead, do I need to, uplo- to upload like my style of photography and all that to my account or I'm just kind of like searching for people?
2: yeah so we have we have four different account types mm-hmm. we have a studio account and the way that we quantify that is if you are only ever looking to find and hire help for your jobs you're never looking to fill the gaps of your own schedule you're only looking to hire and it doesn't matter if you're hiring an assistant a second shooter or a lead photographer it's all the same and um, that account is free 100 percent of the time you don't have to pay anything to use the platform um Nothing. So you create a very basic account, your name, your studio, you write a bio so that people who you're offering a job to can get a better idea of the types of clientele you serve, you know, who you are personally, Mm -hmm. that type of thing. Um, But no, you do not need to upload a portfolio. You don't need to upload, you know, all that other stuff because you as the photographer that is hiring, it's your job to vet the people that you're offering the job to. It's Mm -hmm. not their job to vet you per se so if you offer 10 people the job again it happens one by one they really uh should have the expectation that you think they're a good fit um they shouldn't have to be figuring out okay does my style align with the photographer that's offering me the job
1: awesome okay so that's the first account what would be the second account type
2: second account is uh for an assistant so somebody that has very little experience in the industry. They may be a hobbyist. They may be looking to just make a little extra cash on the side. They're reliable. They're helpful. But they don't have the skill set per se to start second shooting for other photographers. They create an assistant account. They set their availability. They set their working radius. They also put in a bio. um, and, And they can list any relevant skills they have. So if they've assisted in the past and they're comfortable with... Uh, assisting with lighting or, you know, with weddings or mitzvahs or whatever type of photography they have experience with, they can list that and they can be filtered by those, uh, those criteria on the platform. But they're typically less experienced people. Mm -hmm. And you have second shooters who are going to have a portfolio, they're going to have experience, uh, you'll you should be able to hire these people. And they should be able to do a serviceable job. Here's the deal um and this is something we talk about a lot on the on the platform there's this there's this phenomenon called the dunning-kruger effect where people at a lower skill set oftentimes think they're way more experienced mm-hmm. than they really are whereas people that are very experienced they know um they know that they don't know everything mm-hmm. and sometimes when people create an account on shoot with me as a second shooter They have their portfolio when they've been told by their peers for a long time how talented they are, et cetera, et cetera. So they come into shoot with me thinking, oh, man, I'm going to demand top dollar per hour. And you look at their portfolio and it doesn't necessarily justify it. So we work with these photographers to try to educate them, to try to show them that If they want to have success on the platform, they may need to adjust their hourly rate. Uh, Again, we don't set their hourly rate for them. That's something that they have control over. So if somebody has a has a really high hourly rate but their portfolio and their experience doesn't justify it they're almost never going to get booking requests by other photographers because they don't have that alignment between the value they're delivering and the rate they're charging whereas people that have a lot of experience they know what they're doing they're going to be pretty easy to see um, so over time Uh, As we educate our user base, uh, we see it the most in second shooters. We see it where people have that misalignment. We educate them to make sure that the rate that they're charging aligns with that value they deliver.
1: So again, you're you're not setting the price, but you are advising. You could be like, hey, Susie, I saw that you're charging $150 an hour for second shooting. However, it seems that what we see, the portfolio that you have uploaded is not up to that level. Is that correct? I mean, along those yeah, lines?
2: Absolutely. So one of the one of the benefits that we offer our users is if they email us and want a profile audit, we are happy to do that. Um, we right now we do them for free for our users. In the future, we'll have to charge for them mm-hmm. as the as the platform grows. But essentially what happens is a, a, a new user reaches out to us they've probably been on the platform for several months haven't gotten the booking request by anybody and they reach out to us and ask for a profile audit so we'll go through to make sure their profile is as attractive as possible to studios that are looking to hire help um, but a lot of times the feedback we give people is you know we see your portfolio we see the work that you have and your experience level but we also see that you're charging way more than you should be mm-hmm. and Again, we're not telling people you have to change, you have to do this, but we say people that get hired on shoot with me, they have that alignment, and most of the time people are very grateful for that feedback. They make those changes, and then they start to get hired because mm-hmm. they they then reach that equilibrium where um, the value is in alignment with the rate they're charging. Some people being creatives they get offended they get Mm. yeah you know hurt or whatever and that's not of course it's not our intention but sometimes people are like i know what i'm worth you know, I, the quality of the work I'm delivering is at this level up here. And, you know, yada, yada, yada. We have, we had this one woman that was, was trying to charge $150 an hour for second shooting. I don't care if you are the greatest second shooter in the world. I'm never going to charge, or I'm never going to pay a second shooter, $150 an hour. It's just like, it's out, out of control way higher than, than I'd be looking to pay. And I, I don't really know of anybody else that would be looking to pay that much. So that person probably is never going to get hired.
1: Correct. I think something that I think is really important to emphasize once again, is like within the industry, we hear this all the time, like charge your worth, charge your worth. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I think the sentiment is nice, but I think the wording is wrong because as humans, we're, you know, infinite worth, right? Like Susie, Mm -hmm. Mary, whoever you are, you're worth every single, the, the most, you're worth the most. However, your work or your experience is not infinite worth, right? Like there, there is, there is a set. You know, we need to be realistic and be like, yes, as a human being, I have all the worth in the world. However, my skills right now, I have a lot to learn, so I can only charge forty dollars an hour because you know that's, that's what my experience level is at. So I think those are two different things. So. Absolutely. I, I'm not a big fan when people say like, "Oh, charge your worth." I always say like, "Charge the worth of the product you are giving or the experience mm. you are providing," and that then you can actually monetize that and don't feel bad about you as a human being because that has, you know, one has nothing to do with the other, in my opinion.
2: Absolutely, absolutely, and and oftentimes photographers are so close to the work that they're doing, uh, they're they're not comfortable with feedback mm. and when you have a platform like this again some of these people have been told their entire life oh you're so talented you're this you're that and they have just an inflated ego with it and it's very hard for them to hear that they should lower their rate so that they're more attractive to other photographers but us as a platform as the founders of the company we want everybody to have success on shoot with me there's there's nothing that hurts anybody by a lot of people getting hired on the platform. So when we give feedback, it's not for any you know, ulterior motive. It's we want the people that are looking to get hired to get hired. We want to make sure that they have that um, that match between value and the rate that they're charging. But again, sometimes people don't do that.
1: That's at the end, that will be their, their choice, right? Yes. So as photographers, and I knock on wood because my experiences have been Overall, really good with second photographers, right? Mm -hmm. However, I am extremely picky, very picky. But anyways, that's for another conversation. But I've read on Facebook groups disaster stories about second shooters. It's really scary. So Mm -hmm. if I'm using a platform like Shoot With Me and I am hiring somebody that I Taking it as face value, you know, right? The portfolio, I'm taking it as face value. I really don't know if they're really good, if those photos are even theirs or not. What's a little bit of the process here for vetting people or reviews that happen within the platform?
2: Yeah. So, the reviews is a major component of the platform. Mm-hmm. It brings accountability to both sides. So, like you said, we've heard all heard stories where second shooters are showing up not dressed professionally. Mm. They don't have the equipment that they need. They're using foul language, uh, you know, in front of the client, and you know, just kind of embarrassing the mm. lead photographer that hired them. On shoot with me, both parties review each other after the job. So the, the shooter that hired the help reviews the help and the help reviews the person that hired them. It keeps both parties honest and accountable throughout the entire process. It is not skill based. It's it's not, okay, I hire Johnny over here and Johnny shot the day, but it was a different style and it's a style that I didn't like. So I'm giving him a bad review. It's It's more on the soft skills. It's Professionalism, punctuality, communication, but it's also on brand alignment. It's did did I hire somebody that that showed a portfolio that looked one way and I I hired them based on that? And then what they delivered was completely different. If and if that is different, then that is a part of the review process. But it it's never going to be, oh my gosh, Johnny is awful at photography because it's a it's a very subjective industry what i view as awful somebody else might view as you know the best photography in the world and we don't want there to be a situation where people are getting poor reviews because of a style misalignment Mm -hmm. we want it to be based on the work they're showing and the work they're delivering so if somebody is showing work that they're not delivering then ultimately that's going to affect their review scores over time because they may be showing work that's not theirs or they may be taking, you know, all of these lucky shots that they got over time and and showing that as their portfolio mm-hmm. where, you know, in a full wedding, several thousand images, they might get one of those images from the day and the rest are subpar. So um, so both parties review each other. Um, the reviews are blind. So if I hire you to second shoot for a wedding, mm-hmm. and you know I have a great experience, I leave you a review. Um, you don't see my review until you leave a review for me. So there are never, a, there's never a situation where there's retaliatory reviews. Um, Because that prevents honesty and it prevents that accountability. I don't want to be in a situation where I'm afraid to give an honest review because I'm afraid that the person is going to leave a poor review for me. So uh, both parties have 21 days to leave a review. And if one party leaves the review within that 21 days and the other person doesn't, the review that was left shows after that 21 days. If neither party reviews each other after 21 days, neither party can.
1: Okay, so my question is, because you mentioned and explained this to me, that I won't get let's say that the two of us work together, and you review me, but I haven't reviewed you, but you said that I cannot see that review until you review me. That's forever and ever, or just my account, and somebody else's can see the review.
2: no, it's it's everybody's account. So yeah, we don't want there to be a situation where somebody has two accounts, right? Mm-hmm. and they use one to do all of their work. Uh, and hire and and you know get hired and all mm-hmm. of that, and then they have like a fake account where they're using that just to like spy.
1: Mm-hmm. So okay, so you say the review won't be visible ever, ever, or after twenty one days, it will be visible.
2: If one party leaves a review for the other person after twenty one days, the review will be visible, mm-hmm. um, and the other person will not be able to leave a review for. Okay,
1: so I see it. Got yeah. it. So, so
2: we, what we didn't want to happen if if we didn't have a time limit on it, and I and I second shot for you and I did an awful job. It was a terrible day. I I shot in small JPEG for whatever reason, and like it was just a disaster. <laughs> I would then choose to not review you because mm-hmm. if I don't review you, your review never shows up or whatever. So we needed to put a time limit on it so that. If, so, if one side leaves a review, eventually that review is made public because that review matters. So
1: if I review and I say that this was horrible, a hot mess, he showed up in shorts and crocs and shot on small JPEG. Yeah. You won't get to see that review until like 21 days have passed.
2: Yes. Or I leave my review. As or well. you
1: leave your review. As well. yes. Okay, awesome. See it. So how, for how long is being shoot with me uh, public or available for people?
2: Sure. We launched in uh, 2021 in the Mm -hmm. Philadelphia area, uh, right around where we're based. And we had um, several hundred photographers, local photographers, peers of ours, friends join the platform, start using it, Mm -hmm. um, giving us feedback, helping us figure out bugs and quirks and glitches and that type of thing. Um, So over the course of several months, um, we had a lot of activity in the summer of 2021. We then opened it up to New York, Baltimore and DC and the, the greater surrounding areas of course. and it it started to grow in those areas as well. So by the time we came to February of this year 2022 um, we opened the platform up to the entire United States and Canada um, one of the things that we did at that time was we changed from a 14 day free trial mm-hmm. to a value-based trial. So people that are looking to get hired, um, prior to that change in the trial type, they had a 14-day free trial. If after 14 days, um, they didn't get um, you know, a, a booking request or whatever, they still were becoming a paid subscriber at that time. Mm-hmm. And if they weren't getting value, they would probably shut their account down and move on because they weren't getting value. And that makes sense. So when we went national, we changed it to a value-based trial where – Essentially, anybody anywhere can sign up for an account, um, a second shooter, an assistant, or a lead photographer account. They can set their availability. They can do everything a normal user can do. And then when they get their first booking request, it shows them all of the details. It shows them um, the date of the job, the hourly rate that they set, the number of hours the job is, where the job is. Basically, it shows them everything that they need to know except for... The studio that's offering them the job, mm-hmm. because we don't want them to go off platform Correct. and reach out to the studio and say, "Oh, I saw, I got this booking request. Hire me over there." We want the job to go through shoot with nate Both parties win when that happens. So, in order for somebody to accept that job, they need to become a, a paid subscriber at that time, and then from that point on, they're a normal subscriber. Every job that comes through, they're seeing the studio information, they're seeing all of the details for the job, and um they they basically have total functionality of a of a normal paid user because that's what they are
1: i see and as of today let's say let's don't say the date because obviously this takes forever but like the end of 2022 how much is the membership
2: sure so for an assistant it's mm-hmm. $7.99 a month for a second shooter it's $16.99 and for a lead photographer, it's $29.99
1: a so month. So super affordable. And that is just per month, not per job.
2: That is not per job. It is per month. All so right. we've had a lot of photographers get hired um in, in a year get hired 25, 30 times. So we built the we built the structure so that one booking, if it's a normal eight-hour wedding day, one booking um uh, covers two years of your subscription on shoot with me, regardless of what um profile type you have so if you're a second shooter you book one job it covers the cost for for two years um, not that people kind of think through that but we we didn't want to make it on a per job basis because Correct. again we want to encourage people to book their jobs through the platform because they're saving time they're saving you know stress and and mm-hmm. resources um, but also over time as we build new features they're going to be further incentivized to have everything go through the platform um, for a lot of different reasons.
1: I see. Same thing I, for the studios. Does payment to the second shooter, assistant, or lead photographer happens on the platform, or that happens off
2: the platform? Right now, it happens off platform. Okay. Um, in the future, that is, that is a feature that we are going to be bringing as an option for studios. If they want to take care of payment and contracts and questionnaires and all of that stuff they'll be able to do that um we're going to be launching uh and we haven't talked about this to anybody so keep Ooh, it quiet um, do. don't say
1: anything people don't say anything
2: <laughs> uh, we're going to be uh creating a studio pro version so the the regular studio version will be free forever but we're going to have a studio pro version in the not too far future where uh, the studio will be able to issue 1099s through the platform. They'll be able to do contracts, payments, basically manage everything. every part of the staff that they hire for their jobs. So for some of these these larger photography studios that operate in multiple cities, it's going to be a complete game changer because they can do everything all in, on shoot with me, handle payments, handle those 1099s, questionnaires. Uh, A lot of different things. So that's coming at some point. But again, don't tell anybody.
1: We won't say a word. Just you and me and whoever, thousands of people listen to this. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay, good. Awesome. So, I mean, I love the idea. I think it's really good uh, because, again, even if I am really picking myself to find my second shooters, busy season is happening. No, It's starting right now in South Florida, and I'm already in a pickle in a couple of second shooters. So definitely I'll be creating my account and see what and who's in shoot with me so I can you know, uh, start using the platform. Yeah. Other than obviously, I mean, there is great benefits here. Um, How many photographers do you have right now? Like how big is the network as of today?
2: Yeah. Total users, we're in the multiple thousands Mm -hmm. all over the country. Um, Certain markets have a lot more activity than others. Mm -hmm. With a networking platform like this uh, and being a two-way marketplace where people are making themselves available and then studios are looking at the people that are available and hiring, um, it takes both sides kind of rising at the same level. So in markets where there's a great supply of available shooters and there are studios that are doing a lot of hiring those markets are growing faster in smaller markets or in in markets where uh, maybe just not as many people have heard about shoot with me so far they they are a little bit slower to get going so our goal is to repeat everything that's happened in the Philadelphia area happening all over the country and if that happens then there are a lot of photographers that are going to save themselves a lot of time and a lot of stress. Uh, we, we've seen it this year probably more than any other year, just the desperation that lead shooters have last minute to mm-hmm. find help for their jobs, whether it's photographers flaking out last minute, you know, changing plans. Um, not that this is always the case, but I know for a fact people are using the you know, the pandemic as a way to get out of jobs that they don't want to shoot, they'll say, oh, I I was exposed to COVID. And then you see them on Facebook the next day, and they're at a party or at their whatever, on a day that they're supposed to be second shooting. So on shoot with me, when when you hire somebody, that person knows they're going to get reviewed. And that review component prevents a lot of that nonsense that, was happening off platform because there was no accountability there. You could hire somebody and they could flake out last minute. And, you know, some people may go to Facebook and say, Oh, so-and-so, uh, was scheduled to shoot with me tomorrow. And they, they canceled on me last minute and whatever, but most photographers will keep their mouth shut and Hmm. won't say anything because they don't Been
1: there that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Right. So shoot with me brings that accountability where there wasn't any before. Um, so that's that's one of the best parts about the platform is is that review component.
1: Sounds super good. Uh is this going to expand globally? It is. Okay. Yes. Because we have, you know, listeners from all over the world. So people just keep an eye on shoot with me wherever you are located because it's coming to your town.
2: Yeah. Yeah. One on, on that note. If you're in a part of the world and there is a strong established photography community and you have a bunch of peers that you know would would you know bring a lot of value to the platform by using it and would receive a lot of value from it by having it be an option shoot us a message like if we hear from you know some city somewhere some country somewhere and we have hundreds of people that are excited about using shoot with me it's a whole lot more likely that we launch there um, faster than than if we don't hear from anybody.
1: And how could we people uh, get in touch with you?
2: Uh, you can go to shootwith.me and, and you can reach out via live chat there. You can use our contact form. You can go to our Facebook page. Uh, there's a lot of different ways, but it's yeah, shootwith.me across all channels.
1: I'll make sure to obviously add the links to uh, all the social media and the website. Perfect. This has been very interesting. I'm really excited about the possibilities, see where this goes. But I have to ask you, because I ask every single guest this question. Uh, what are you currently loving? Doesn't have to be Shoot With Me.
2: <laughs> yes, I am loving Shoot With Me, but I'm also loving uh, that the Phillies made it to the World Series last night. Um, I was I was watching the, the game with my kids. Um, we were going crazy and went out for ice cream afterwards. So that was a lot of fun.
1: And I know nothing about sports. So... Who are they? What do they the, play? The
2: Philadelphia Phillies. It's the baseball team. So they'll be playing the, the Houston Astros in the World Series starting on Friday.
1: Nice. Awesome. Yeah. And once again, just to repeat this for everybody, where can people find more information about Shoot With Me?
2: Yeah. Um, simply just go to shootwith.me. Um and you can check out the the marketing page, kind of get a better overview. It's free to join. So there's no downside in joining. Yeah, nothing Whether to lose. Whether you're looking for help. Yeah, nothing to lose. Whether you're looking to fill the gaps of your schedule or you're looking to find help or both, you can do both on, um, if you have a lead shooter account, a second shooter account or an assistant account, you can both hire and get hired.
1: Sounds good. Nathan, thank you so much for your help, for your time, uh, for the platform that it's going to solve a lot of a lot of people's problems. So thank you for doing that. And I can't wait to to see how big Shoot With Me gets. It's exciting. I'm
2: excited too. Thanks for having me.
1: Awesome, thank you. And for all of you that listen all the way to the end, thank you so much for staying with us. Uh, I'll chat with you
0: next week. Until then, ciao. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for The Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week.